Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Christmas in May, Joey Noel. I'm here. I'm back. You're back I made it. on the Games cast. We're very excited, which means everybody knows when Joey's on a Games cast, <laughs> it means Joey didn't play a game. Joey's obsessed with the game. Yeah. <laughs> Joey doesn't just tinker the game. She either is all in thousands of hours or, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm not going to play that at all. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... Joining us from the Kind of Funny X-Cast, he's the master of hype, Snow Bike Mike. I've received a gift, Joey. Of course, it's you on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. it's the game we're about to talk about. My most anticipated game of the year, Mr. Miller. Did it live up to the hype? Starfield like that. Over Starfield. Mm -hmm. Did this game live up to the hype? Is it going to be one of my favorites? I'm excited to talk about it. I am excited to talk about it as well. I'm sure you know what you did. You clicked on the Kind of Funny Games cast review of Diablo 4. Maybe you're joining us for the first time, so I'll tell you, of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we come together to talk about all the things we love and sometimes don't love in video games in the form of review, previews, and discussions. If you like that, well, hey, why don't you go support the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you could be here live as we record the show, except for when there's an embargo like right now. You could get the show ad-free. You could get dozens and dozens of exclusive only on Patreon episodes of shows. And of course, you could just help keep the lights and mics on. Uh, that's all on patreon.com slash kindoffunny. But if you don't have any bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can get the Kind of Funny Games cast on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe each and every week sometimes multiple times in a week sometimes as soon as it's over for these like reaction things because of course sgf is next week summer game fest we will be doing the games cast as our post-show analysis of the stream which we will be reacting live to on twitch on youtube you name it we're there of course that counts for ub forward xbox it's all happening uh, on kindoffunny.com of course if you want to use our epic creator code when you check out buying games on the epic game store fortnite on your playstation rocket league on your xbox or whatever you're playing on the switch use kind of funny as your code when you go housekeeping for you sometimes the reviews come like water out of a fire hose not only are you getting the diablo review are you watching right now earlier this morning our street fighter 6 review went up as an episode of ps i love you xoxo of course get that on youtube.com slash kind of funny games get that as a podcast on the ps i love you feed or get it on patreon.com slash kind of funny where all our content is housed ad free for you with a bevy of bonuses if that wasn't enough kind of funny news for you we said you know what time for a new store we've launched the brand new kind of funny store you can go to kind of funny.com slash store joey why is this one important this one's really exciting. Um, so we have a new store. Look at all these beautiful faces. It's actually us in these product pictures, which is exciting. Um, but We're bringing it in-house, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bringing it in-house so we can uh, get things turned around a little bit faster. You're going to get faster your stuff faster. Uh, the turnaround for this is they'll ship everything within a week. It's going to be usually faster than that. Uh, and this is a big one for our international friends, our Canadian friends. Shipping prices much better yeah so i know a lot of you and even within the united states too i think you're paying less shipping for kind of everything across the board 
So I'm excited about this launch. For sure. Roger came in this morning. This like literally was like, those slides are so comfortable. Yeah, I was wearing mine last <laughs> night too. Yeah, if you're an audio listener, of course, the merch is up. It's got a summertime vibe to it. A little camping cup, a camping shirt, some swim trunks, a nice uh, flower or floral print shirt, floral print sandals. It's great. Having a great time out there. Check it out. Kindoffunny.com slash store. Thank you all for your feedback over the many, many years of us doing merch. Uh, it's what's led to this store for faster turnaround, cheaper shipping, and us just trying to be better for you. Thank you for making us better to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll talk about that later. For now, let's get to your review of Diablo 4. Of course, Diablo 4 officially launching June 6th, early access starting June 1st. Uh, We have been playing for the better part of a week. uh, And one of the things I want to do at the top of the review is talk about how we review games. It's kind of funny. As you both know, as you hopefully know, audio or video listener, uh, you know, ours are review discussions. We come in and we are, you know, presenting what we did and what we played and where it was. What was interesting about this one, as you may notice when you clicked on it, it's the Diablo 4 review, parentheses, so far. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable putting a definitive review on this because one of the big things about Diablo 4 is that this is a games as a service. This is an open online world. You're doing all these different things. I, (coughs) I love Diablo. I am a casual lover of Diablo. I've been listening to the Pure Diablo podcast, and they are talking another language (laughs) at times based on what I do. But I lived through Diablo 3's 2012 launch, and I remember the servers melting down, and I remember the issues they ran into. Diablo 4 has been saying all the right stuff, doing server slams, doing all these different things, but we were given the game in a very controlled instance, which is understandable, of course. I'm surprised they gave it to us early at all since it's so dialed into being an online multiplayer experience. Uh, We were given basically a bigger version of the beta. You were given this thing that, hey, if you're going to play on PC, you got to log in with these credentials. If you're playing on console, it's this special client. And then as of the day we were, are recording this, Friday, May 26th, they shut all of those down and we our, our progress is all lost. When launch day comes on June 1st, we're all starting over and it's a <laughs> heartbreaker. A 48 heart- levels just gone. A heartbreaker. But again, <laughs> I'm not saying don't believe this review. I'm saying that there's still, so- this game is going to be talked about on Kind of Funny for a long time, I think, because it is, so endgame focused, so seasonal focused, multiple characters, yada, yada, yada. I didn't play as much as I wanted to. I am, and I think that's the highest compliment I can pay Diablo for, is that here I am, double-digit hours later, double-digit levels later, all I want to do is play more. I, I, you know, I'm, I, we're still going to use the score scale that we use. It kind of funny. Of course, if you're new here, uh, we review on the five point scale. One's terrible. Two is bad. Three is okay. Four is great. Five is amazing. And based on the experience I had, where I literally held off, I did not want to burn myself out. I did not want to ruin the experience for me. I did not. I did not roll credits on this. Right. Played a lot of it, but didn't roll credits on it. For me, it's a it's a four out of five. Like this is a great game. I love this game. I do think that when we are talking. Two months from now, Mike, when you and me are still going through and grinding different characters and doing different stuff and playing on hardcore mode and, you know, running on the hardest world tier and all these different things, it might be a five out of five. Because this for me is a game that I can't wait to get back to. And more importantly, I don't see me stopping anytime soon. One of my tweets during the review period was, man, I miss Marvel Heroes. And that's not because... Diablo 4 was bad. Diablo 4 is a far better game than Marvel Heroes, which if you don't remember was Marvel's Diablo game, right? (laughs) David Brevik, the man who made Diablo 2, came over and made that with Gazillion. What I meant by it is that Marvel Heroes is that game that was the tile on my cross-media bar forever. It sat there in my live area on my PlayStation 4 of, you know what? What do I want to play? Nothing, nothing. 
let's do some Marvel heroes, you know, and sunk more and more time into that game. <coughs> Diablo 4, I am obsessed with right now. I wish I could play more of right now. I can't wait to max my character. I can't wait to roll my next character. I can't wait to roll a seasonal character. I feel like I'm going to be playing this game for a long, long time. But Joey, am I crazy? No, not at all. Um, I'm pretty much with you on the four out of five. I feel like it's hard to to fully commit to the five because like I, cause I put in, I don't even know how many hours, but I got like to a level 48 character. And a level 48 character on this review period. On this review. You period. had played all the betas <laughs> before this, correct? Yeah. So I've played uh, act one a, an ungodly number of times at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh, played act one a lot. Yeah. Joey, but. <laughs> um, so it's like tragic that I will never see this character again with, I had the gear and I had the, dude, right, I took oh. so many screenshots of my Jean Viev character. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. I want her to look like this when I come yeah. back. I want to build this rogue again. Exactly. I I'm going to rebuild. I was taking pictures of my skill tree to yep. see how yep. I had everything yeah, yeah, spec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I know that I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to be like, how did I, what was that thing? How did I have it arranged? Um, I am loving it. I'm having a lot of fun, but there are like just a lot of unknowns. Like yeah. I only, I finished act three last night. Okay. So, so I assume that I have two more left and it's like, this is a game that I feel like I'm going to be playing all year. It's going to be Diablo. It's going to be destiny. And then it's like Fortnite that are just always kind of like the go-to. Yeah. And I frankly don't know how I'm going to have time to, keep up with all of these. See, and my that's what one of the reasons I'm so stoked about it is that for me, you know that I enjoy Fortnite here and there with you guys. I'll mm -hmm. fall, I'll fall off the wagon and play really hard for 2 months and then drop off for years. And I've enjoyed Destiny in the past, but Destiny always coming back to is overwhelming, I feel. What I love about Diablo is it can it, it's as hardcore as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel that like I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go deep when this game comes out with you guys and on my own in general just playing it. But then I can easily see myself falling away, coming back for the next season in the Battle Pass and then being like, "Well, okay, I, I still know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. not lost in Diablo, whereas in Destiny, I come back and I'm sometimes like, wait, what was I doing? How is this? And what is this? Thing? Like, And everything, they make so many changes, and this and at this, least you are more familiar with exactly. it. Exactly, well, because if you've never played Diablo, in which, by the way, thank you all for writing in to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast. Of course, that's where you can write in with your questions, comments uh, about the show, but usually you can use your smarts on what reviews are coming up, ask questions about there. Joey was able to tweet today that we were doing this. I'm shocked by how many people in our audience are like, I've never played a Diablo before. Wow. This is going, I, there's been a lot of talk about like what Diablo 4 is going to do number wise, what it's going to do for an audience. I, based on a very unscientific poll, but what the kind of funny <laughs> community is, I'd say they're going to get a whole bunch of new first timers, the same way Diablo 3 brought it. But Mike, yeah, I mean, just to jump on the back of that, of course, me and Joey went to the preview events beforehand digitally, and they did say, hey, this is the first mainline Diablo game in a decade, right? It's yep. been a very long time since Diablo 3, way back to Diablo 2 in the first one. So, yeah, they're going to welcome in a whole lot of new fans, and that's what I'm excited about the most because this game is very welcoming. It's onboard light. It's easy to get into, but, of course, for all your Diablo nerds out here like us at the table, you're going to get lost in the systems and have a ton of fun when you really want to go in depth. But at the same time, you can just play it light. You can play it casually and have a ton of fun. And I think that's where the new fan base is going to jump in. And I'll continue to stress it. What they've done with Diablo 4, adding in the themes and the story and the darkness of 2 mixed with the gameplay of 3 is the perfect blend of what Diablo vets I'm sure want and what new players will come to find and love because the gameplay is perfect it is built from the ground up for console players finally for the first time right first ever Diablo game where the gamepad is at the center of it all it's not a mouse and keyboard game now moving to console as the secondary thing so this is really well done on the console side you're going to have no problems at all playing it but also 
you're going to get lost in the world. Like this story with Lilith taking over Sanctuary and you chasing her down and trying to stop the big baddie is a lot of fun. And it is going to have some twists and turns. It has a good story and it has some great boss fights, some epic grand scale. One of the things, and there's so much to piggyback off of, because all we've wanted to do is talk. We've done a great job out there of not talking about it. So it's one of those rambling podcasts. I think, what what would you score it, Mike, right now, if you feel comfortable? Uh, I won't put a score on it right now because okay. I am waiting for the day that this releases. Sure, I think you fair. brought up so well, will these servers mount down, melt down? Because I have a couple question marks about the online nature of the game as playing as someone who was playing an essentially single player during this review period by myself, right? It is online. I am on Wi-Fi. I felt it struggle and stutter a number of times. Interesting. And so I have question marks of like, hey, can I play this by myself without feeling this way? Hey, when there's a thousand plus jabronis trying to bang into my server here, am I going to have a problem? Because me just playing alone on the Wi-Fi, it had moments where it would rubber band quite frequently, and I'm worried about that. Also, of course, we'll talk about yeah, I was doing microtrans cable. I didn't see that. Yeah, microtransactions, battle passes, right? Like, this is a live service game. Can you deliver on the content? Can you make the players feel first and worthwhile on this grind? I'll hold off on that, but I am looking forward to more end game content with us. But Fair right enough. now, keep it as the review in progress is right. Okay. Uh, we, I wanted to jump off of the story from what yeah. you did there, right? Uh, as someone who had grown up hearing about Diablo, right? And then when Diablo 3 dropped, I did actually dust off a PC and play it at the time and <laughs> have a great time with it. But what even, and then really when it came to PlayStation, right? When we were doing Reaper Souls, right? I was super in on that, trying to play a ton of that, enjoying myself there. What I found interesting was playing Diablo 4 this time around and how good the story was. How I wasn't totally, not I, even skipping it, but pay, like it was sticking with me of what I was doing and who this character, oh, we're trying to find your mom, right? What are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like the, I thought the performances were cool. cool. I thought the story was cool. The very, the, I mean, if you, I know, I'm trying not to spoil stuff, obviously, but also if you've played any of the betas, you played this uh -huh. a number yeah, of times, but like even just the opening of how your character and your first major mission and then what happens right after that, all really fucking rad. Like, and it's that thing with Diablo 3, I do not remember any of that. Like, I'm going to remember Lilith's first appearance here. I'm going to remember the uh, the petals. I'm going to remember that girl and her mom and all everything that happens there. Like, that's impressive. I thought that was, that's not what I was expecting from a Diablo. I was very much expecting, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. The devil's here. Let's just go stab things. I'm glad it worked for you. Joey, did the story work for you? Um, I, in game, I've realized as I've played games for longer and longer and kind of refined what I like, mm -hmm. I, story for a game like this is not Doesn't at all what I'm not yeah. even a little bit I will say though to its credit I always watch the cinematics because they look incredible so good. even though I kind of have no idea what's going on yeah that's the special <laughs> one on the cinematic side right this is the first time your character will be used in the in-game cinematics right which is a positive and a negative right because <laughs> a negative I'd love to hear what the hell well you're talking say. about when we think about blizzard cinematics they open up with this banger cinematic that you're known for from World of Warcraft, to Overwatch, sure, sure, to sure, Diablo, sure. where you go, oh my god, this is like movie quality. And of course, now there's a difference between that and in-game cinematics, right? There's a stark contrast yeah. of what you will get 90% of the game, because of course it's adding in my character with no pants on and a mask and Joey's character <laughs> and all that jazz, right? But the cinematics are very well done, and the idea of having your player at the forefront, voice acted as yep. well, is a big deal, and it's very well done. All I'm saying is, not the 
I won't say it's not the best looking, but it's not what you're going to see on the first cinematic As you're seeing right here, as you see oh Lilith and in, yeah. intimidate these in the army uh -huh. and all that jazz. Okay, that'll give you. I agree Just with want you. to make sure people know, because that's the first one you For see. For me personally, though, it is such a small price to pay to have them deliver on what they've talked about. Mm -hmm. From the jump, when you've heard them talk about Diablo, they've talked about it being your story, building your character. We keep mentioning the skill trees. I want to get to that in a second. But again, <coughs> as somebody who you know was so let down in Assassin's Creed Valhalla by their armor system and the lack of transmog and all that mm -hmm. stuff, the way that from, the, from even pre-launch, they've nailed that here. Where it is this really cool thing of like, you know, all right, cool, you you know, this is a game, and I, sh I guess I should have done this too, since there's so many people who might not even know Diablo, since I was talking about there being this, you know, Diablo, an isometric action RPG, you run around, you beat into bad guys, you kill them, you get loot, you put on the new gear, you sell the stuff, you're always equipping better gear, getting better, it's, you know, an action RPG, right? What I was so impressed here was like, cool, they're dropping so much loot, which feels so good, and then even if it isn't great for what you need it to be, like what you want stat-wise, the ability to then take it and salvage it at a blacksmith right, or maybe an armorer, and then have it added to your uh, transmog library, the ability to go to your little apartment, you know, and go in there and decide what you want, set, like, lock the style so you'll always look like this, but you can equip the other, like, it's those little things that I love. It is the customization of having my character appear in the cutscene in the yep. outfits I've chosen. And it is the skill tree. Well, one of the things I pulled out today, right? Really quick. Oh, sure, also, please, please, please. The character customizer, right? Yeah. Like, we haven't talked about that. First time ever in Diablo where you get to create your own character from the look of the character, right? And it's very well done. We always talk about, man, EA, you missed the mark on PGA. I can't even make it look like anybody. Sure. Sure. This game, you're going to make some awesome creations. And I know <laughs> we've already talked to death about the preview and the beta, and people know this, but, like, it is something that needs to be touched on. Like, 100%. big kudos to this team at Blizzard. This is a great character creator, and this is something that's fun to spend some extra time in or just randomize it like me where you're going, randomize, randomize, randomize. <laughs> you will be wowed every single time. Very well done. And put you, the player, at the front of the story is right. And again, back to that, them, you know, I think one of their big marketing beats and talk about this has been it's your story, it's your characters, it's your tale. Uh, I think it really does shine through with the skill tree. I think that's something they've they've talked a lot about, right? Of, well, we don't want two classes to feel the same. We don't want, it, we want it to be that if you and your friend are both playing Barbarian, you're both playing Rogue. When you get to the end, you're, you can have something that is starkly different. And one of the things I was looking at today when I was pulling together information for my little cheat sheets of information here, uh, it was PC Gamer over there had an, a thing off of like everything you need to know about Diablo and one of the things that stuck out to me that after playing it for so long I, I agree with and think they nailed is Blizzard says that it currently aims for players to unlock around 30 to 40 percent of the nodes on the skill tree by the end game meaning players will have quite different builds even within the same class and I was so into that where, you know, I was the, the demon hunter before in Diablo 3, right? I, I liked my ranged arrows and yada, yada, yada. So to come in here and have the rogue returning from uh, Diablo 2, I was like, I'm going to pick that. It's very similar. And when it was, you know, my rogue, you know, she had daggers, she had crossbow, she had bow and arrow. But I was like, okay, cool. I didn't invest in one of them. I, st I stuck to keeping my daggers up and my arrows up. And when I was finally happy with those, right, then it was like, okay, well, do I want to apply, you know, what buff do I want to do to it? And I went with the poison thing. And it's like, mm. even there, I could be playing with you, another rogue, right? Yeah. I could see, oh, man, Joey's gone a completely different I went route. all shadow and stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. I think it was super fun. I played with Brittany and Andrea yeah. a couple times over there. What's good too. games? What up? Yeah. Um, and we, Andrea was running rogue, too, and Brittany Barbarian, but... 
seeing some of the stuff that Andrea was running, I was like, oh, and that made, normally when I play a Diablo game like this, I'm looking for somebody else to do a build. Like I'm not one to like tinker really. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not one of my strengths, but because we are playing in review and those don't really exist. Yeah. Um, it was, I kind of got into it way more than I ever have of like, oh, you have the like circle shadow things around you as yep. like kind of a buffer and like, that's fun. And so I, this was probably the deepest I've ever gotten into a skill tree because normally I just go off of a build. And it was like, oh, I could get like, you could have, you could have three different, totally different builds and 100%. have it be really fun. And I think I might just roll a lot of different characters. I, and I think, and of course, out. I mean, something we haven't talked about are, of course, once you do beat the story with one character, right? And you make a new character, you can just skip and you can pick right up there at the end mm -hmm. game and from that start with that new character you've rolled, which I think is a great move. Because again, for me, that is a backbreaker in many games. Where yeah. it's like, I think I did it for Destiny for the trophy, but even then I was like, I don't need this. I don't yeah, exactly. This. Normally you have to get like carried through yeah, on exactly. a new character, but to be able to skip it all, I think is a excellent 2023 choice. Yeah. yeah. The skill tree is very impressive. They've done a terrific job with that. And like we talked about with welcoming new players, right? It is easy to read and understand. It is totally player first. If the new <laughs> players just want to follow the tree where it's one on each branch of the tree, hey, guess what? You can totally do that. If you want to get in the weeds, chase builds, chase the meta, make your own meta, you can get really lost, right? Super like, easy to respect to. Yeah. The best part is being able to respect all of it, just one point of it. You are at the, the driver's wheel of being able to choose how you want to play this out. And for me, me and Joey have done three preview events now we've done the server crash we've done the beta test now into this review i've been able to try four out of the five characters and have built differently every single time has enjoyed seeing the freedom of choice and how different each player can be from the sorcerer and what those archetypes are to the barbarian that i just rolled and going full bleed damage instead of tank like you're gonna have all that and the coolest point at a drop of a dime, you can switch, right? If I'm teaming up with you guys, switch everything, go back to the other one. It's really impressive stuff. Not to mention the also thing, you know, that we noticed the other day, of course, <coughs> Joey, the queen of Diablo, uh, got to a boss she needed help with, right? And so it was, all right, oh. we'll get in there and we'll throw our bodies at it. But, of course, it scaled to us where yes. it wasn't that we were joining Joey's game and being destroyed, nor was Joey in there and then all of a sudden everybody was nerfed. She was seeing appropriate level enemies. We were seeing appropriate level enemies. And I'm still shocked in the day and year of our Lord, 2023, <laughs> the games that still screw this up that don't do that correctly. Yeah. So the uh, fact that they did this, it's like they have been everything I've wanted out of the next Diablo, I'm getting out of this. And so again, like, well, why a four out of five instead of a five out of five? I think there's still a lot more for me to discover and make a thing on. And then also like, it is everything I wanted out of it, but it's still Diablo. It is still like, it could easily be the podcast game where you just mute it and play. That's what happened when Mike and I played last night. Like, we partied up, helped him with the boss, but I had like Vanderpump rules on in the background. Yeah. It's like, I'm just doing side quests. Which is great. Wa and I watching the trailer, Joey's yelling, please help me. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> leave this cutscene. I have to watch it. Yeah, exactly. Right. It, which is great. And I think, you know, uh, a credit to it, but still so many questions I have about what the end game is going to look like, how the economy is going to evolve. What is the battle pass going to feel like? Again, they've talked about it being cosmetics. Great. I think another thing too, when you hear that, that, oh, there's going to be, oh, well, all the cool cosmetics will be tied to that. I've been stoked with everything I've been finding in the different yeah. dyes and the different outfits and the different builds, you know, gl uh, glaives, not gloves, but whatever they call them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. The, your arm, your gloves, your gloves. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been really happy with the amount and stuff I've been able to find, the way it's been giving out loot, the way it's been dropping yeah. legendaries, the way it's been, you know, dropping exotics and things like that. Yeah. I also um, got into it the last couple of days, the way that they've uh, updated gem socketing and stuff like that. Yeah. The way that it, because I remember. So I was going to say, explain yeah. that for somebody new. Um, 
in Diablo 3, at least, it was very much like a, I always had to look it up of like, this is like, you need to use this if you're running this class and this helps this. This is so much easier of like, hey, we have all these gems. You go to the gem person to like combine them or whatever. And then it gives you, if you put this into armor, this is what it addressed. If you put it into your weapons, this is what it addressed. If you put it into your jewelry, changes this. And it's so much easier than like trying to remember like, which is the one that specs into like my particular like skills and stuff like For that. For sure. Yeah, and that was the thing, you know, uh, Mike and Joey, we've all talked about, I think, in a different sense here. And and I said at the top of the show, right? But AJ Kelly does uh, ask, you know, as someone who's no prior knowledge of experience in the Diablo realm, how accessible is the game for new players to not only the franchise, but also the genre? And then Ghost, as someone who's never played Diablo game, is this a good place to start? And the questions came in like this. And Mm -hmm. 100%, I think this is the best Diablo to start with in in terms of the ones I've touched, because I've gone back and tried Diablo 2 when they did Resurrected. Resurrected, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's like, no, of those were like you know long division or something like impossible to figure out it's calculus long division is not that hard uh just math in general i was bad at math every time uh but no this one is the like you said it's drops you in and you can start getting as much out of it as you want i think it's really smart that they drop you in and the story or story is not linear right like act three is available right away it's all these different missions to go do yeah uh yeah let's touch on that really quick what they did with the act structure and what old veteran Diablo fans will know so well of like act one, then you go to a whole nother area, act two, then you go to a whole nother area, right? Like this is a giant open world map, similar to what you would see in world of Warcraft. Clearly they took hints from that team and created something different. And yeah, the freedom right off the rip of, Hey, there's act one, two and three available. And they kind of just say, Hey, go right. And like, nothing will be too difficult. You can get up there and like, it's going to scale to your level. You might seem like you don't want to go up there, but you can, but you're going to follow that, and it's very impressive that they have that open like that. The world is so big that once you complete Act 3, you still got a whole lot more to get through, which is exciting. And every single area seems daunting on that map because it looks so big. But really, all the areas are a little bit smaller. They're kind of trailed out and then have so much jam-packed into it from caves to just different dungeons to go into, strongholds to now to defeat and take over and make a new teleport spot like there's a lot going on, not only world events, but public events. Like they jam packed this world tight with a lot of content for you to do. And then on the other side of newcomers coming in, yeah, Greg, this is the most welcoming and onboard friendly Diablo there's ever been, right? And hopefully this will get a whole new class of players into it. Diablo 2 Resurrected has just recently come out as well. It's a great way to go back to one of the best in the franchise. Diablo 3 is still beautiful and kicking if you want to go into that. So hopefully you jump onto Diablo 4, you learn the systems, you love it, and then you can jump back into the other ones because there's a lot of Diablo to play. My whole thought is I don't think you would, though. I think Diablo 4 has so much content and so much stuff going on. You just ran through the litany of things, and there's still so much more, Mm -hmm. let alone the endgame stuff to then go do. It's that idea, you know, one of the other questions here is uh, Michael Gulliver, who's on the (laughs) opposite. I just need to know, is this going to take over my life, and will it feel good to do so? If you want it to, it will. Like, I am jonesing so hard for June 1st now to get my hands on a copy of this game. And it's also then looking at, well, the reviews that are coming off me, like, oh, that's bad. I don't want to do that right Mm -hmm. now, right? And I think part of it is something that I noticed them saying in their marketing materials and videos and interviews before, where it was that idea of whatever you like to do in Diablo, whether that is grind, socket, craft, multiplayer, PvP, it's here and there's going to be a lot of it to do. You're going to be able to go make your fun with it. And that, as I look through it, like, you know, they talk about this giant open world, this giant open map, as you're talking about, five different regions, right? On top of that, 
I am the guy who loves just to pull back the fog of war. I love to go in the Assassin's Creed and synchronize the points, you know, all these different things. The little system they have at the top of the thing of the like UI for this is so good. This UI for it, the almost it's not the battle pass, but it's almost the battle pass of like you're earning points for doing things in the specific regions. And when you do, that unlocks this new, you know, bonus of XP, this new piece of gear, this, and it's like, there's going to be, I know there's going to be the fucking nights where it's like, I bust out remote play and I sit there and that's all I'm doing. I'm not even worried about anything. I'm just trying to clear the map, get all those little bonuses, get all little things. I was so excited when I hit 76 out of 76, like places on this area of the map cleared. I was like, Oh, it's so satisfying. I was like, oh, now I have to do this in four other regions, and I'm never going to – now I have to start it all over, but it's going to feel so good. It's going to feel so good. good. Yeah, it's very impressive stuff, and there's a ton of stuff to do. And I'm actually on the opposite side, Greg, because once you really get the Diablo bug, you want nothing but more Diablo. And two and three will be right there for players. Sure. I think, truly honestly, this might be the renaissance of (laughs) Diablo here in the next generation of like – Hey, we're back in a big way, and there's great content from, of course, I know Diablo Immortal. We've talked about before and what that is, but, like, there are three other games here waiting in the wings for you to jump into at any moment. We got a lot of Diablo on the way, which is great. But, you, but I mean, like, the season pass. Mike. Uh, they're running, hey, they're running hey I know, Greg. There's a lot. There's a whole bunch of... play seasonal Diablo for three? I never did. No. Either. No, I didn't change that. By the that. time they introduced that to Reaper, it was I think just I like did. redoing the campaign essentially, right? Yeah, like, well, they, like add, the they added in weird things. It was the same deal as this one's going to be of like, okay, you know, you roll a new character for yeah. that seasonal content. But this is the one where it's like this seasonal content is the, they've been talking a lot of stuff about how, <coughs> excuse me, this isn't tied to the main story. This is its own thing, its own little thing. Okay. I'm just looking for a reason to come back and play. And I think that's why I'm more of the camp of like, maybe people will go back, but I think yeah. this is got so many quality of life improvements with the ex- notable exception of not having the overlay map. You know what I mean? Where it used to be like, oh, yeah. you bring up the map, you can see it's through it still control yeah, yeah. your character. Uh-huh. Whereas this one, I had to keep tabbing over. Wait, where am I going? Okay, tab back. How do I get to Joey? They did an impressive job now with the marker system though. Yeah. On the map, you can oh, bring it up. Okay. You can put a marker anywhere on the map and it will give you the line, just like Grand Theft Auto, for you to follow on your little mini map, which is a great job because yeah, there's a lot of twists and turns here. You can get lost. It's a big map to go explore. So kudos to them for making something and thinking about that, which is big. The oh, yeah. one thing that I haven't, or I, I don't know if this is a me thing or if this is a game thing. What, where the fuck is my mount? <laughs> oh, the mount's there. Because I played all the way through Act 3 and I, didn't, I couldn't unlock it, didn't unlock it's it. It's one of the quests you have to do and then you can start using the horse. I feel like I did it because I feel like I kept going back and looking. Okay. Maybe this is just a me being dumb thing. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't unlock it myself, but I knew I saw the thing. Other, like, oh. Yeah, people had it. I didn't know. There was conversation when I was playing with Brit and Andrea of like if you had to finish the campaign, mm. like if it was that far through. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, it has quests know. tied to certain things like you'll learn gem socketing through quests. You'll yeah. learn the elixirs and elevating your health potions. But like, Which I love that. Very work. small things of like just go there. They talk. They're going to teach you really quick, and then you'll go for it. Which yeah. not is, hidden, which I yeah, appreciate. nothing yeah. difficult. Right? Page over these things, yeah. or like hover over these things. It would tell you what you needed and what you wanted. Yeah. But what we need, ladies and gentlemen, is your support on patreoncom funny. That's right. patreoncom funny is the best place to get all the kind of funny content. You can watch us record our podcast live and talk to the other trogs a day before it goes live anywhere else. You can get the show ad free, and of course, you get a bevy of bonus content only on patreoncom funny. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. 
I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Talk to me about everybody's class. We did this at the top. Of course, barbarian, sorcerer, druid, sorcerer, druid, <laughs> rogue, necromancer. Mike, you were barbarian? Barbarian and sorcerer are my two in-depth classes that I could talk about. I did go barbarian this time around. I think barbarian has always been my comfort class from two, three, and here, where it's just like, hey, I'm usually a solo player, which means I need a lot of health. I'd like to be on the tankier side. I want to dish out damage, but like, you know, just enough where I can still stay alive and not sure. be a glass cannon. And yeah, it is very similar to what I've done in two and three of the builds, the ultimates, right? Like where I want to be. And it's interesting, right? You have this weird feeling being alone because the barbarian is such a tanky class. He doesn't dish out the highest amount of damage, but he's supposed to be there to be that lifeline. And yeah, you get into the weeds of building a different class and going in and seeing what places you can do. And so I put on the all bleed uh, build, which is like, Hey, I'm a little bit less on the tankier side, but I'm going to put a lot of bleed uh, inflict on enemies and I'm going to hopefully deal a lot more damage. And once I did that, it was a blast to see the health bars start to slowly go down and I get past that first shield and then it's just them and their flesh and you just see the bleed damage tick away their health to the point where I'd hit a couple guys and I'd just turn away knowing that they would die immediately. Awesome. And it was awesome. Of course, calling down the ancients, you call three other barbarians with you and nothing feels better than calling them in they crash land onto the screen. Everything starts shaking, and there's just so much damage being dished out. I love the Barbarian first solo build. On the opposite side, I think the Sorcerer is the flashy, <laughs> fun build to do, right? You have the choice of flame, lightning, frost, and arc spells to do, and it just lights up the screen with what you can do. Of course, you have the Flame Hydra, which I love, kind of putting those sentry turrets all around the battlefield, teleporting from one side to the next and being that glass cannon that dishes out a lot of damage but is low on health but when you see the frost mixed with the ice it is some of the coolest effects in the game should we tell me more about your rogue? did you roll other characters did you no strictly? okay I, i'm just use i'm the same way we're immortal i rolled a barbarian when i was like i'll try oh, diablo yeah. immortal and i didn't want to just do the same thing again and again mm -hmm. no but I even mean, then i was like i missed, comfort I missed class. it like, yeah. this is just what i know that i like range or like arrows i don't necessarily want to be like all up in the action in the middle of everything. Um, so yeah, Rogue, I primarily had like a shadow build, so it was a lot of uh, a lot of dashing, yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah, yeah, of yeah. rolling through stuff. Um, I was really excited when I unlocked like my last like major ability or whatever, and I got like my second my second shadow yeah. to deal like double damage and stuff like that. It's real good. I I usually go poison for uh, too, all this yeah. kind of stuff, but there was something about this that was like, ooh, this is a fun new thing, but I'll probably respec and 
play around with everything once I see other people come out with like full builds and stuff. Sure. Yeah. That was the thing I knew I wasn't using uh, the vulnerable, you know, the entire way where the daggers, yeah. can, the basic dagger attack will make enemies vulnerable so that you can really pour on other stuff where yeah. I'd be using that. But then I was also started really relying on poison. I need to get a better push and pull of making yeah. it vulnerable using the thing, do it. But I wasn't, I was having fun. That's always yeah. that fun part of Diablo building to the end of the game, right? Of, cool, let's experiment, let's try, let's see what works and what you don't, what you like and what you don't like with the build. And again, how easy it is to reset, it's been nice. Yeah. Did you guys struggle with the game? Where, like, difficulty is always a question, and obviously we were both playing on, or all three of us World were playing. World 2, 1, yeah. World 2, yeah. Or, or I was doing 2. two. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, you upgrade. Good for you. Yeah, a lot of players, I know, you'll jabroni. go chase the dragon, you get up to 2. I was just doing 1 to just breeze through and have some fun. But sure. Yeah, yeah I think they, they've done a great job in the next generations of Diablo playing with the difficulty and affecting that from world tier one to two to three and onward of, hey, more gear, better loot drops, mm -hmm. but harder enemies, right? And like you chase that like perfect in-between of where should I be? What do I want to be at? Oh, I got friends now. Like I love that system and how fast <laughs> you can change it on a dime whenever needed. It's smart. Sure. Yeah, usually when I play by myself, I'm just on one because I don't love like fighting the same boss over and yeah. over and over again. But I imagine I'll have a character that I play just with friends and stuff like that. See, this is where like, yeah, the, the, uh, from soft, uh, stuff creeps into my life where I don't like those games. That's not my jam, you know, but for me, I want it to be the biggest difficulty I can. And I love mm. slamming my head into a boss and then stopping <laughs> and thinking. And again, Diablo is so good at knowing what it is. You know, the ability of, uh, we talked about it. You guys actually mentioned, I was like, the world boss with the steps on the three sides. Yeah. You're like, yeah. It was like, that was like, I was slamming my head into it. And then it's like, you know what? Open a portal back to town, go back to town instantaneously, repair all my shit, sell everything I have. Then let's go upgrade. I'm upgrading everything I got, trying to make my stuff a little bit yeah. better, coming back and then having a new strategy, right? A new dodge roll, figuring out that I can dip down the stairs to dodge the fucking red laser attacks that are killing oh, me every goddamn around, time. Yeah. So nightmarish. Then get back up. And I was like, when I beat that boss on my own, I was like, oh, that feels so good. Like, that's the high I'm chasing in this game. Yeah. I feel that, like it, that's oh. the kudos to the gameplay as well. Yeah. Like, that's something, you know, when you think back to the original Diablos, right, there was no dash. It didn't move as fast as it was. They've done so much better of, like, showing you where the enemy attacks are coming from, giving you that AOE, like, area of marker effect of, hey, I got to get out of this, right? And so it does feel so good to battle a boss, learn its ways. Oh, I got to do this and that. It's a ton of fun with that. Yeah, it, I don't remember what I was going to say. You just say something. Mike. I know. It'll come back to you or we'll pivot here and I'll go to this question, all right? Uh, Anthony, Altered Rain Corbett, writes in to kindoffunny.com slash gamescast, just like you can. It says, hey, gang, will Diablo 4 be your summer game that you keep returning to over the summer? Super excited to keep coming back to this over the summer. Who needs to touch grass, lol? <laughs> and what I would start the conversation with is something we hinted at a little bit before, but like, this is going to be my game of forever and i know that that could bite me in the ass and yada 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 but i really do think it's going to be a game similar to fortnite but that i'm way more connected to and i love way more no offense fortnite where it's going to sit on my playstation and it will like inevitably at least once a season but i would imagine at least once a month i'm going to pop in there for a night just to tool around and beat some stuff up to work on whatever trophy i'm working on like and i think that comes back to how good the core gameplay is how how rewarding it is how fun it is how easy to drop into it is and go let's go do, let's go let's do some world tier 1 get my sea legs back and then crank it back up or see what's going yeah, I feel like even with the amount of content just in the campaign, yeah. it's going to take me like a long time to get through all of that. The way that the bar of the UI is set up is so great because it'll tell you in each region, like you have 
X number of uh, portals for teleporting out of seven locked. You have X amount of uh, side quests, like all of these things. And so those numbers just sitting up there anytime you bring up Annoying the map. You. Yeah, it's going to that's going to be the thing that drives me of like, I want 100 percent this, re like all the regions, essentially. And yeah. I think doing that is going to take a like very good chunk of time. And that's not even touching on jumping in for whatever seasonal. Stuff yeah, exactly. There is. Yeah, th this is the Mike Howard game of the year type situation, right? Is it, you said this is your oh, most anticipated game of the year. This is it, right? Because this is what I'm looking for. It is a game that you can play single player or you can play multiplayer. And it is the perfect jump in and jump out situation. Me and my friends have been dying for a new game to play. We have been single player rich this first half of the year, right? There's been some great single player experiences. This is the game now that's finally going to take me away from Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And when I get done with this, it will always be the game of like, Hey, let's hop in for a night. Oh, you want to start a new character? You want to try hardcore mode? Oh, we just want to grind and get some better gear for the season. Like Diablo is that game for me, where it's just always there whenever you need it. It is the perfect once a night or once a week, maybe twice a week, anytime you need it. I love that. I know you're being very respectful and kind of cowardly uh, by not scoring it. Mm. You know, me and Joey at least put a score on it. <laughs> yes, yes, maybe, yes. It, maybe it changes when, you know, maybe whenever. Is this your game of the year so far based on what you've uh, played? Yeah, 100%. Wow. Yeah, I am blown away by what this team has created. Truly and honestly. Like, I know a lot of people have already seen Act 1, but it only gets grander and bigger and better after that. Like, the moment you leave the first area, you're going to be wowed by that. And the attention to detail, right? The classic enemies that you've seen and loved before looking so good. The introduction into new enemies and characters. The big bad, which is Lilith and her. Her army that she's going to throw at you every single time is wowing. The twists and the turns in the story, like I said, are fun and engaging. It is the perfect game of I'm going to consume all of this lore and story content. And then the gameplay is so good. Like Joey said, put on a television show, put on a podcast and zone out of just smashing enemies nonstop while I chase gear. It is the perfect game that I want to play. Yeah, I like that you can jump in for 20 minutes and feel like you got stuff done. You can jump in. You could easily lose four, five, six hours. In this, and then be like, "Oh, <laughs> where did I, all that time?" It's go? one of those things where, and this is apples and oranges, not meant to be blasphemy. I'm not trying to be salacious here, or whatever. But like in the build up to Breath, or geez, Tears of the Kingdom, I had been. People were like, "Oh man, are you stoked?" And I'm like, "I'm looking forward to it. It's Zelda, like, but I'm not where I can't wait. I'm like, I, I'd rather play Diablo. I'm more uh, Diablo has more of a hook in me. And even now, having played both games, right? And again, it was hard." to stop Tears of the Kingdom to go to Diablo, I do find myself thinking Tears of the Kingdom will be on hold for quite some time when I get Diablo. And I think it is because Diablo does a better job, in my opinion, of giving you the breadth of experiences. Where it is, do you want this to be brainless and Jen puts on more Grey's Anatomy and I just sit there and, and pound away on the remote play? Or do you want it to be full stop, let's have a single player experience, go chase the story, what does that look like? Or do you want it to be hit up Mike, let's play hardcore mode, let's hopefully get to the end of the game and do some kind of amazing dungeons and all these different things. Like, I feel like, don't get me wrong, Tears of the Kingdom has, let's just go do a shrine or let's go do a temple or you know, there's things there. But I feel like, I don't know, there's something about this where it's a little bit more digestible, it's a little bit more quick to get in and out of, which so, will turn people off for sure, but for me is like one of those, I'm yeah. like, I can't wait. Special game, I mean, every single game speaks to people differently, right? And this is up our alley here on the desk, right? We've always talked about Diablo and how excited we are about that. And it's just, they did 
a great job with this, and it is a great video game to play. I'm excited. Can't wait for PvP. Can't wait to see the world boss. You see, right? that's the thing. It's like, I don't want PvP. We got, we got <laughs> no thanks. We got a taste of world bosses with the server breakdown of like, hey, get out there, try these world bosses. Oh, the thing? There is more of that to come, right? That's exciting. The fields of hatred and what PvP will look like. Who will be a menace out there? How does that game play? Act and play fun, right? How do I get engaged in PvP? Yeah. Similar to, of course, I think of the Division 2 and how I got into the Dark Zone, right? Like, yeah. PvP in these games sometimes are a turnoff to people. Not really my thing to go to, but Blizzard has proven to me from World of Warcraft to now, it's like, oh, you can get me in to PvP in the style of games that you produce because it is fun and engaging, and I'm excited to see what that looks like on the grand scale. I got some questions I want to get involved. Like I said, I'll always be uh, on the ball, ladies and gentlemen. You know what we're going to review. Kindoffunny.com slash Gamescast. Dave Matthews. I don't know if he brought Shout his out. band, but Dave Matthews <laughs> writes in and says, for Mike, how fun will it be to stream with the Jabroni boys? Will Nick be able to keep up? Will you slash it drive Andy insane? Uh, yes, we will have a lot of fun streaming this, and I cannot wait because really what I'm looking forward to is creating some cool content out of this at Kind of Funny in a different way, right? I think Diablo streaming for us looks different than streaming with the Jabroni boys, right? Me, Greg, and Joey could easily team up on some Tuesday night, stream and just laugh and hang out while we talk <laughs> to chat and mindlessly kill things, right? On Which I plan side, to do. We're gonna, and we're going to do that. I I'm really do feel like that. this we're is losing our return to after hours streaming. Because uh -huh. <laughs> it is a game where it's like, I'm not worried necessarily about the story. Yeah. So I can sit there and interact with chat and beat the hell out of a bunch exactly. of goddamn snakes. <laughs> and it's a perfect blend of that. And then at the flip side, right? I'm excited because here now we have a brand new Diablo game that maybe we can create a little family here and try, and I want to do hardcore mode. My dream oh. scenario is re we role-play our players, our characters, for one long mega stream, and if you die, hands off the computer, you walk away, and your character is dead. We give you a little eulogy, we laugh, and we keep going to see who lasts the longest and how long. I love that. I love that. And so, yeah, we're going to get a lot of streaming hours. It's that thing, again, where it's like, you know, I know we talked about this a little off air where you were like, eh, I don't know if it's the stream game outside except for like uh, for us having events with everybody else. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it always I could have and I never did. And I think it's because I didn't have a team like I never was serious about the Diablo three platinum and like Diablo four. I would Ooh. love to platinum. Now, the trophies aren't out yet. So maybe there's something yeah. completely stupid in there. But I'm assuming there's going to be a you know, do it on hardcore mode or whatever. Right. And so if there is that's when I want to chase. That's when I want to be out there. And I feel like you and I could do stuff and make yeah. content out of that for sure. It's going to be exciting stuff. And yeah, I mean, world bosses, well, Fran menu streams. We're just going to zone <laughs> out and talk of like, oh, what numbers you got going on over there? How do I up this number? Like it is destiny Two with Chris Anka and Washington. Yes. Whenever I play with those guys, it's like, okay, 20 minutes of talking. Okay. We got to figure it out. I'm more engaged than Diablo. This is where I want to be when it comes to that. I think it's a good middle ground of your, there's not as many like, Destiny, I love you, like bullshit menus in there of like a million different currencies and like looking at all the stats, like especially like with the gem stuff, like they've really dialed down. You're not specking into like very specific things for your builds. They've like made it really, really accessible. So I think you're not going to lose as many people or spend as much time in the menus. I think it'll be really interesting to see if we can get Nick into this. It seems like he would, but... We got a couple lined up for him. We're gonna. Try. You know, Andy's a Destiny boy, so or a Diablo boy, so he'll. Be, I know he's excited and to play, but he just didn't want to spend a bunch of time in a game because it's fucking heartbreaker. Wiped. God, what a heartbreaker to play and lose your progress. <sighs> I'm happy to stuff. say goodbye to the barbarian, though. Like I have no problem.
Who are you gonna roll now? I'm gonna go back to sorcerer. Sorcerer. Sure. Okay. I'm gonna go okay. sorcerer okay. and necromancer. Like my, those are gonna be my two for sure builds that I'm gonna go with. The barbarian was fun, but I've been there, done that so many times. Yeah. That yeah. It's just like okay, I, I'm ready to never go back there. See, the fact that rogue isn't exactly what I did before with hunter, <laughs> right? Like I'm interested to go in and tweak more of that. Uh, Joey, I do have a question for for mm-hmm. you from Dave. He says, "How does how does Diablo Four compare to Immortal?" Oh, it's so different. Yeah. Because Immortal is just match three, or not match three, but like match matching gems and stuff like that, right? No, dude, Immortal was the one Immortal we, was the, the mobile yeah. Diablo where we ran around and, and oh. you, you think in a puzzle quest. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, Did you, did you not play Diablo Immortal? I thought you did. I think I did, too. I thought I did, too, but I am having, like, absolutely we no We played memory. it for, like, it, a, like it is a actually similar to, I was wowed by Immortal and what they were going for on that kind of structure because they had a similar living, breathing world with other people running past you, more of a, a similar of an open world. So, yeah, it is actually more like Immortal than the previous titles, yes. Yeah. Um, Tristan writes in and says, I've never gotten into Diablo much. Played a little bit on three of three on PS4. I heard the game is going to have a battle pass, and I'm kind of exhausted from having so many games I play having battle passes in them. That being said, I don't mind playing a campaign multiple times or anything. I just want to beat the game with each character, or maybe even just one, then jump out. Do you think that this will be a complete experience for me? Or do you think uh, with the way the campaign is set up, I'll have to be in it for the long haul? I feel like from what we've played and the way the story's progressed, like you're going to beat the story and feel like that was the story and I can stop and I can leave. And I don't think you're going to, I don't think they're holding anything back for the battle pass. I don't think it's going to limp on in a way of like, you're not, you're going to get to the end of the story. I, I think you could play it and totally be fine, Tristan. Yeah, I think so too. It's hard to know because we don't know what they're doing for the battle pass stuff. Yeah. It's like, because they're not even rolling that out for a while. Yeah, Anyways, with right? the first season, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is still months out. Yeah, uh, no, not at all. You will be just fine. The battle pass is there for the jabronis that want to eat, live, and breathe Diablo every single day. It is giving you an enticing reason to come back and stay in that world. It is not taking away from your single player and or just campaign experience whatsoever. But it is for the people like myself where it's like, hey, give me something to reward me to stay in this. Or, hey, I want to be rewarded for the time that I put in playing character number two or three or playing with Joey and stuff. I think it's just an extra way to entice people to stay in the world, especially when we talk about live service games and how do you keep the player base? How do you entice them? How do you make them feel rewarded for their time put into it after hours, quote unquote, of like after you've beaten the campaign, normally we just wash our hands of a video game. This is the next generation, next step of that in these kind of style of games. If I can drop it in again, one of the reasons that's both a turn on and turn off for some people with the battle pass and the seasonal stuff, right? I'm going to read from Polygon's explanation. This is Ali Welsh from Polygon on May 11th, 2023, because that information has been coming in super hot, super fast, right? Guiding you through each season will be a journey, a season journey similar to Diablo 3's, which is basically a series of achievement style objectives to complete, organized into chapters. One change here is that you will no longer have to complete every single objective in a chapter to progress to the next one, allowing you to pick and choose somewhat based on your playstyle. Objectives reward you with things like crafting materials and legendary aspects uh, for the Codex of Power, and also Favor, the resource that levels up Diablo 4's Battle Pass. Battle Passes will also refresh every three months tied time to the new seasons. Linking seasons and battle passes this way is notable because while favor can be earned in other ways, completing quests, grinding monsters, participating in world events, making it a reward for objectives in the season journey seems to put the seasonal playstyle of repeatedly starting new characters, as opposed to grinding the endgame, at the heart of the game's long-term post-launch reward structure and the optimal way to play. So as we had talked about before, right, 
you're going to do all these things to get to the end game and have those characters. But when the seasonal stuff drops, you have to roll a new tune to then go do the seasonal stuff, which then does the battle pass stuff. For me personally, that excites me. I like the idea that I still have the main character. I still have the end game. I still have the thing I can do. I like the idea that once I've done it with my rogue, I can go try a necromancer and just pop into the end, tweak the skill tree, go do stuff. And then I like the idea of even if I want to just stick with the rogue, that's all I have time for. When the seasonal stuff drops and we all have to start from square one with a new character, I'm starting. That's where I use necromancer. That's where I drop in and do something different. That's exciting and cool. I like that. Yeah, no problem. At least with on that paper. We'll see how it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll that's the big thing for me on a lot of question marks is like, what does this look like week of, two months out, three months out, right? Like, can they do that? And we've seen some teams fail. We've seen some teams really succeed. They have clearly done it before with seasonal content, live service games, World of Warcraft in particular. You think that they have a great base knowledge over there at Blizzard to make something really good here. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of the how much I get into seasonal is going to be dependent on how many of my friends are playing. Still playing. Um, I feel like there's so much to do in the campaign stuff that that's going to keep people occupied for a while. Yeah. So I think I'm going to jump into season one, but there's a good chance that I'll <laughs> I'll skip a couple. Oh, for I sure, right? I think and it'll be dependent on what we're playing at the other times, <laughs> what are we reviewing, where that is and stuff. But I do see it being an, an almost easier way of like, it's not like Destiny, like, ah, shit, what, have, what do I got to do to get Raid ready? What do I yeah. need to do for the thing? Oh, they're going to drop a mode of light or whatever, but it won't be, I don't remember X, Y, and Z, whereas this is, Drop a new character. Let's all go together. Let's all have this journey. Yeah. We'll see. I want a couple more questions in here. Uh, Chuck writes in and says, is this game appropriate for my eight-year-old daughter? What kind of gore are we talking? Mm. Can I avoid it if I don't play as the necromancer and skip a couple cutscenes? I played Diablo 3 with my oldest daughter back when she was eight. She loved it. One of the things that did surprise me about Diablo 4 is how much more real and grounded the graphics look. Like, you know, I, I popped back into Diablo 3 to make sure my mind wasn't playing tricks on me. I was like, <laughs> no. This looks like, wow, it looks like a cartoon. It's got yeah. this really colorful palette where this is more of a realistic vibe to it. There's blood in it. Some of the cutscenes, yeah, are intense, but I didn't think like the moment-to-moment gameplay was outrageous. No, and I feel like you're fighting so many like creatures and monsters that yeah. it kind Undead. of takes it away uh, versus like a Call of Duty where it's like, people but i don't yeah this is a tough one because each parent comes at it differently right like i i would just say this this is a much darker in tone video game than previous diablo 3 right like the cutscenes, as greg alluded to are much darker with the theme Fucking they are very too. violent yeah. like it you know it depends on your Remember level one there. Of the church <laughs> exactly and then like <laughs> gameplay wise there's blood all over the screen right like you are yeah. slaying monsters they're going to explode blood is going to be there you know and it's it's easy to be like oh it's too bloody, but at the same time, I look around at the video game market, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of blood everywhere. It's tough, but like, yeah. it is a d much darker theme of a game. I don't know where you fall on an eight-year-old playing this. I can't give a Watch recommendation it. on that. That's Watching opinion. it, yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. Think you, I think probably they'd be fine. I think gameplay's fine. I think the cutscenes cut Cutscenes you probably more, skip. Yeah. yeah, you'd be all right. I think you'd be all right. Oh, man, that's some good cutscenes. That's why. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Mike, this is something you talked about uh, a little bit at the very, very, very tippity top, <laughs> but I want to get an actual question here from Adrian. Does console gameplay hold up, or should I get ready to get a PC? I want to stay on the consoles, Greg. Uh, major shout out to the team over at Blizzard. They crushed the console version of this. It feels right at home on the gamepad, if not personally, more comfortable than being on my mouse and keyboard, right? I loved lounging on the couch, getting really cozy, laying getting horizontal, sitting straight up, it feels good. The button inputs are well done. 
mapping throughout all of the menus in the UI, no problem whatsoever. I mean, it will always be a PC game, but what they've done in this new direction of putting the console players in the mix and building it from the ground up, hell yeah, this is a very good console game. Yeah, I didn't play it on uh, PC for review, but I played it on console and felt that it felt totally natural. You wouldn't think, if you are jumping in for the first time, I don't think you'd be like, oh, this feels like they brought over a PC game. Yeah. Even like to the point like they're not even doing stuff we've seen so many other PC games do where they just take the mouse interface yes. and like put it on a joystick. <laughs> None of that shit's there. Like, right? Destiny yeah. feels more like a PC game, I think, than this does. Yeah. True. Final question is going to be a quick one from all of us to Joa. Joa writes in and says, for someone who has never played the series before or a game in this genre but is looking forward to this installment, what would your advice be about the game? Joey, I want to start with you. That's interesting. Right? Um, I like as much as I'm like the Diablo person. It's only be, I only started playing like dungeon crawlery games essentially like right before COVID because it was Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. Dungeons. Um, and I I remember play- I remember playing with you and Lauren and yeah. Lauren being like, Joey, I think you'd like Diablo <laughs> three. You should play Diablo three. Yeah. So after we finished Dungeons, at whatever point we stopped, then we hopped in played just kind we'll of rushed it. through. What? When, when I platinum? Oh, yeah. Did you platinum it? You helped me. Yeah, you were oh. there. I think for that. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I knew that we had played together, but I didn't. Really yeah, yeah. I think that's why I was like, I need help. Come do this thing. With me. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I feel like going into the towns and getting to know the vendors is like the easiest thing of like getting a top level idea of like what you need to do. They do a pretty good job, as Mike was saying earlier, of like, hey, you're gonna have to do some of this through the campaign of like hey, this is the healer. This is how you upgrade your potions, all of that kind of stuff. This is what Socketing Gems does. I think they've made it a much easier way of doing it this time. Um, but those towns are like very helpful. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the fact that, I don't remember the portals from Diablo 3, but I think that they exist. Yeah, right? yeah where you can go back to town and yeah. do stuff. Yeah, Just popping sure. back and forth is so, I, so nice. I feel like there's so many games that's like, oh no, you can only fast travel to- Or you're gonna like, lose your place or do this yeah. thing or whatever. It's like, yeah. no, just let me just pop back and forth. It's great. Um, so I feel like the town- Everything kind of gets explained to you pretty easily and stuff like that. So I feel like it'll be fine. But also don't get lost in your menus too much. Just go out and kill stuff and yeah. upgrade the shiny numbers green and, you know. Yeah. All that. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, I would put it as it's the perfect game for play it your way. Play it at your speed however you want. If you want to take it nice and slow and consume as much of the story from the towns to the dialogue options of the NPCs, Soak it all in, enjoy. If you want to get lost on side quests, on dungeons, on dungeons, exploring the whole region of the map and doing world events to just in-game moment-to-moment events, you're gonna have a blast. If you want to just chase the story, go chase it. But like this is the first time in a Diablo game where it's like, oh, you play it how you want. You don't yep. have to go chase the story and progress the acts at all. You can just get lost in this big open world. So I would just say. Play it at your pace. Play it your way that you want to, because that's how this is. That was going to be my advice. I think, you know, even when you start talking about, like, oh, I just look up builds or I do whatever and stuff, like, I think there's always that part of these kind of games where you think, oh, man, I want to be playing it the most optimized way. I want to be doing this thing, da 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 Like, that stuff doesn't matter until so late in these kind of games. Like, if you're jumping in for the first time, just play, enjoy, tinker. You know, don't be afraid to respec. Don't be afraid to roll a new tune. Don't be, you know, roll all the classes right away and see which one you like before maybe you commit or don't because you're going to at the end be able to jump in and do anything with it it's that idea of i am usually the inventory pack rat of putting things away and worrying about it and hemming and hawing and it was like you know uh, again for that boss that first real challenge that stuck me right like you know i put so much into my gold tier uh, items that i leveled them up and then i started getting stuff that was better and i'm like well 
I'm eventually, and it's like, no, just sell it. Just sell, yeah. like, we're we're talking about stuff. I'm doing it like level eleven. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't even matter in thirty minutes, let alone thirty hours. Like yeah. get out there and have fun with it. I really do think that it's a game that is super accessible. Uh, and then unlock every one of the portals you find, and make sure you do it. Look at your oh, map because there was that time I joined you that first night and you were over there. And I was like. She's standing on a portal that I've walked past and didn't activate. <laughs> so I got to I got to run all the way over to there. Activate the portal, is right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Diablo Four is awesome. Uh, we will continue to talk about it on Kind of Funny once we're allowed back to play it. Outrageous! I told them before we went live. I was so pissed off that I thought June first was Tuesday and it's Thursday. I'm like, fuck! God damn it! I want to go think play. Think right that now. we could be playing on this holiday weekend, right? Yeah, three days off. One yeah, day. no, I think that's yeah. the best way of putting it. Is like I am now sad heading into this holiday weekend break where we have extra time away and it would all i want to do is play diablo right yeah. and like i would have so much fun just non-stop playing diablo and that's what i was going to do until it was taken away from me so and that's kingdoms, all you need to know yeah and exactly. the fact this that is this is the third will be the third or fourth time that we play this act <laughs> and none of us care about no, it not at all not at all <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that's what we think of diablo 4 but like i said we will continue to play cover it and talk about it whether it be on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny game streams whether it be on the games cast inevitably i'll talk about it on ps i love you you don't have to look far uh, to find us talking about Diablo when it comes. But of course, we didn't even talk about it. There's clans. There will be a kind of funny clan. I'm sure it will fill up on the first day. Mike I didn't will... even join it in this beta. Greg He's... left you a nice because message. Because the character is going to be deleted. Yeah, but Greg, just have a nice fun. message. It, it was a whole message about how much you suck. <laughs> you should have been joined. You should have joined. It was there. We'll have a clan. I'm sure there'll be other clans. There'll be all sorts of stuff. Uh, make sure when you get the chance, you let us know what you think of Diablo. And remember, of course, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, four, sometimes three best friends gather on this table. Each coming to talk about the things they love and sometimes don't love in video games. If you love that, head on over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can watch us record most episodes a day early and live. And you can get them ad-free alongside, of course, watching the other podcasts like that, getting the bonus episodes of content like the Daily Gregways, etc., etc. If you have no bucks tossed away, no big deal. Use the Epic Creator Code, kind of funny when you're checking out in the Epic Game Store or playing Fortnite, Rocket League, and etc. on your console of choice. Uh, of course, you can get this show for free each and every week. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, thank you for your support. Please consider like, subscribe, sharing it with your friends, leaving ratings, all that good stuff. And no, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>